Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show live as always brought to you by Alice Point. Today we're having a uh, long fin logger. I have a sore throat so I figured uh, you know, maybe this will help my sore throat. Hope everybody's doing good. We're kind of a you know, this is not one of our normal scheduled days as always, but because I didn't get a, a chance to do as many um, live feeds from the iCast show as I had planned on, uh, I thought this would be a good way to get you guys to see some product. And, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot less noise and you can interact with the people a little bit better. So uh, I had planned on walking by and seeing Brian at Seagar. Uh, during the show and their booth was so busy every time I walked over there to see them They couldn't talk to me. Uh, I mean it was busy 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 everybody's showing off the new product So that's obviously a good thing and I'm lucky enough that I've had a chance to use some of the new product uh, the gold label and uh, it, It's very impressive product. And so we're gonna have Brian on here to uh, Tell us more about it make sure you do shoot us some questions you know that always makes these sing things go better and please 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 share our posts and share our page we want this getting out to as many people as possible and if you can do me one other favor if you are watching this as a replay if you're not watching it live please type in replay down in the comments i just want to know how many people are watching it later it's a good way to track it so uh, Martin, how you doing, man? What's up? Uh, Dave from Ottawa. I'm looking forward to my trip up there in September. Raphael, how you doing, man? And Weiss, good to see you, man. I don't think we've seen you in a while. Uh, with no further ado, I'm going to bring up um, Brian from CR. And Brian, you're on. How are you, man? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you uh, recovered from iCast? I know, like I said, I every time I walked by that booth, it was packed, and you were hopping. Uh, yeah. You lose your voice or anything? No, I'm I'm I fared okay. Um, I did okay through the show. It was a busy show. It was a very busy week, and uh, you know, it definitely takes a couple days to to recuperate from that show. Yeah, for sure. I um I had to do something I don't normally have to do, which was to help tear down a booth. I normally just walk this show, but because my buddy Wes Siegler had had back surgery, um, I uh, volunteered to help him tear down the booth, um, forgetting how stinking hot and humid it is in Florida. <laughs> and how I lost, quick it gets warm. Yeah, they open that door. And it, of course, you know, it's funny, and I don't know if you were involved in tear down about that time or anything, but I swear they opened the roll up door. And it started pouring with rain. I mean, it feels like it's 110 degrees and you're baking and sweating and it's pouring with rain. Absolutely. As soon as that show ended, a huge pop-up thunderstorm just uh, rolled over Orlando and the convention center and made it hot and steamy for everybody. Yeah. But the nice thing is we had a great crew of people. It was, uh, we knocked it out pretty fast and uh, then went out and had a nice dinner and I came home on Saturday. So, uh, I hope your uh, trip home and everything else was good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, in general, I hope the show was uh, good for everybody. The response I got to most people about the show was very, very positive about everything the show in general. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I believe it was a good show. Um, attendance is up for ICAST. They changed the, um, the, the convention hall that we were in. So we actually had a bigger space this year, uh, more, more vendors, bigger booths, more people. Uh, it was a positive show. Good show. Yeah. And you know, more importantly for me, I think it was about a city block closer <laughs> to my hotel. And when you're walking in that heat, that makes a big difference. It so does. anyway, um, like I said, uh, the reason I wanted to have you on here today is because we didn't get a chance to really uh, do the live stuff we had talked about. And I think this is kind of better anyway. We can get more questions in and, and really show the product. Of course, uh, the thing we were uh, keeping close to the desk before the show was the new gold label. And I had given, been given a sample of it uh, that I was able to fish with in Sweden. And very, very impressive stuff. But why? What's going on with gold label um, fluorocarbon from Seaguar? What, what makes it gold? Well, it's the new standard for uh, leader material. It's the, the thinnest and strongest material yet. So obviously, uh, the thin diameter helps uh, getting better bites when the fish are finicky um, or the bite's tough. It also allows the bait, if you're using live bait, um, artificial bait, whatever, whatever you're using to catch the fish, it helps to present a more natural uh, presentation because it's so thin in the water. The, the leader material is so thin in the water. So you have, it's thinner, but just that same good tensile strength and uh, abrasion resistance uh, is going to be right up there with the old stuff. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's fluorocarbon, so it's going to have very good abrasion-resistant qualities. Uh, it's going to have great knot strength, great impact strength. Um, you know, I've had it, – it was, it was a talk of the show, basically. Um, both saltwater and, surprisingly, freshwater anglers were very interested, intrigued, coming by the booth. They were asking questions. They were touching and feeling it. Um, it seems – uh, we hit a home run with this with a, based on the enthusiasm from the, the, the people at ICAST. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jesse from Palm Coast, Florida. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Um, Raphael, as usual, working on the way from up to down in Sweden <laughs> and watching you. Awesome. I, I, isn't this cool, dude, how we, we can talk to people all over the world on these things? And I, that's what one thing I really love about these. That's awesome. Um, Dave Fowler has a question for you. What pound fluorocarbon would make a good leader material for bass? You know, it kind of depends on um, what structure you're fishing, what um, type of lure you're fishing. I mean, people use anywhere from six pound test leader material uh, up to 25 or 30 pound test leader material. Yeah, I tend to like if I'm fishing cover, top water, that sort of thing, I'm usually throwing at least 20. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like that, you know, with a combination of the, the braid to the short fluorocarbon leader. I mean, you, you need it because they can wrap you up. And uh, if you don't have that little bit heavier um, the line that you, you could run into trouble. So that's what I usually go with. Of course, down to six pound test if I'm fishing open water and, and real light stuff. And of um, course, I try to match the uh, try to do something similar between the braid diameter and the leader uh, leader diameter. I gotcha. Is that for your knots? Yes. Uh, Jesse Lapierre is, uh, is the new gold thinner than the blue label? Yes. It's about 18% thinner. 18%. That's a lot. That is huge. That is, that is really cool. Um, 
Here's Martin asking, what re what's really the difference between, say, the old red label, what he uses, and the new gold label? There's a uh, tremendous difference between the two products. Um, Figar, if, uh, if you're not aware, we make our own fluorocarbon resins. So that allows us to come up with different formulas um, for different applications of fishing. Uh, gold label actually uses two of our custom fluorocarbon resins extruded into one single piece of line. So you get two different types of fluorocarbon material into one single piece of line, whereas the red label is just, um, it's a single structure fluorocarbon. It's, it's one type of resin throughout the fluorocarbon leader material. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been, a have been mainly using Premier. I mean, that's <laughs> my, been my, my go-to for, for years. Um, and, now, like I said, I mean, I can definitely see, it's particularly, like you said, the live bait applications, um, you know, the thinner the di diameter of your line, the better that live bait's going to swim. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can see that. Um, what's, what's it going to be available in, uh, pound so, chest wise? So, uh, what we introduced was 15 pound, 20, 25, 30, and 40 pound. And those are uh, the most popular key uh, sizes, um, for liter material for, for, for this. Yeah. I mean, 30, 40 pound test for our, um, yellowtail, uh, for the, uh, school size tuna, all that. I mean, that's when you're, when you're feeding out a live bait out on a, you know, on a party boat, particularly on, on party boats, you know, mm -hmm. and of course I'm thinking about kayaks most of the time, but you know, on a party boat, you want your bait to stand out. You know, you want your bait to be the liveliest one. You want your bait, the one that's going to get out there the easiest. So, you know, any advantage you can give yourself when you have thinner diameter, your bait's dragging le less resistant that it's trying to pull through the water, right? Absolutely. So, you know, and, and what does that mean? It's going to need more bites. And that, that's what it's all about, right? It's more, about more getting bites more bites. Bite. It, could get, it could be a better bite, a bigger fish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um we have Esteban Gutierrez from Blackbeard Fishing Company saying, what's up, Jim? How you doing, Esteban? Good to see you, man. Um, Michael Guerrero says, what's the best knots to use with fluorocarbon line? And again, I think that uh, depends on, on the application, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're talking about to the hook or to the braid or, or what, but I know for me, um, for most of my lures, not all, but most of my lures and my live bait, I'm putting in a loop knot, you know, a perfection loop, um, because that gives that that hook the most freedom of mo motion. Uh, when I'm working a, a topwater walk the dog type of lure, I like having that loop knot because it just allows it to swing around more. Now, there are certain lures I have fished that definitely work better with a a cinched down knot. So, you know, it kind of depends. Well, what's your favorite knot, Brian? That loop knot's a great one. Um, you know, if depending on what I'm fishing for, uh, I like a polymer knot. Uh, if I'm going after big game fish, you know, I may smell the hook. You know, actually, here's a question for you, and it's away from the, um, the fluorocarbon. If you're tying, you know, I've always heard that if you're tying direct braid to the lure, that the Palomar knot's one of the better ones. Um, but, you know, I, I still oftentimes will pot, 
tie and improve clinch with straight braid. And I've never had an issue mm-hmm. is do what do you do? Do you have a, a, a recommended knot when you're doing straight braid? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the improved clinch would be good. Um, the thing that concerns me about a polymer knot with straight braid is it pulling through. Uh, so if you do that, I like to follow it up with like a simple half hitch knot or put a dab of glue on there just to secure it. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's my personal preference. Yeah. And that's never a bad idea when doing braid. I mean, like when I do my wine on leaders, a little bit of, uh, of glue, um, I, I prefer glues that are a gel form as yeah. opposed to the liquid because then you're pouring it all over yourself. The gels are a little bit easier to work with. That's a good point. Um, Martin says, good info. Oh, this, we've actually got more. Um, what is the difference between fluoro leader and fluoro line? What is the difference between fluoro leader and fluoro line? Is it just diameter? So fluorocarbon, that's a great question, by the way. And uh, we do get uh, asked that often. Fluorocarbon main line is a little bit more supple and it's going to be better casting fluorocarbon material. And um, it will only go up to about 25 or 30 pound test. While fluorocarbon leader is available from two pound all the way up to say 400 pound test. Uh, It's going to be in shorter spools. It's also going to be more rigid. It's going to be more impact, more abrasion. Uh, resistant and uh, better not strength. So there, there is a difference in the materials. Oh, okay. I, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Jesse's asking, uh, when is the uh, gold label available? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it's look for it in your retail stores, uh, you know, around December, January timeframe. When was that? I'm sorry. I was reading something. I wasn't even okay. listening. Uh, December, uh, January timeframe to your retail stores. Okay. Just in time for next fishing season. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about iCast. You know, it's the release of new products uh, for the upcoming season. Yeah, but everybody wants it now. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how that is. They yeah. see the new product and it's like they don't realize that it is an introduction to the retailers yeah. uh, most of the time. And then the retailers still have to order it and then have to get it in stock. And it is really... Um, it is the beginning for it. It's generally speaking for next season, not for this season. We're generally pretty lucky if stuff does come out where it is available right away. Absolutely. Um, Martin saying, I use mono in 40 to 60 for bite leader when fly fishing, but thinking of switching to fluoro since fluoro is more abrasion resistant. Do you think I could step down to, down to 30 to 40? Uh, well, I mean, I guess that depends on what you're fishing for. Um, but I mean, I use, I use fluoro leaders when I'm fly fishing and I use fluoro leaders, you know, when I'm fishing for everything. So, um, I think I, I personally think, you know, it just depends on what you're fishing for. If you're talking about fishing for pike and that sort of thing, you know, 30 to 40, this stuff's pretty thin and, uh, you know, a toothy pike might get you. So, uh, maybe still have that that fluoro tippet and then just a short piece of uh, tieable wire. What do you think, Brian? Do you, do you check fluff? I would. Uh, I'd probably go with the same pound test in the fluorocarbon. Uh, the benefit to the fluorocarbon is uh, it's virtually invisible, so the fish can't see it. Uh, so you'll get a more bites, better bite. Um, 
and then it's also like like we said more abrasion resistant better not strength better impact strength than compared to mana yeah i mean when when i go up like north um and where we know there's some big pike and musky i'm usually usually using i'll make a leader instead of wire i'll use 80 or 100 pound fluoro yes uh for a bite leader and mm -hmm. and that works just fantastic i'm just i'm not as familiar with how the line lays out when fly fishing so i don't know if if having a heavy leader like that how that's affected and i, I honestly and that's just strictly my experience so i can't yes and, and for fly fishing i definitely recommend the uh premier fluorocarbon because it is a uh, softer material than some of our other leader material all right um so besides the gold label um there was some other stuff that you guys had i mean the, the gold label obviously was was the big big biggie for you guys at the show um but you had some other stuff that was new as well. What, what, what you got there? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I hope everybody can see this okay. So this the is uh, the new Seaguar uh, Smackdown. And we have two new colors. We have the Flash Green High-Vis Braid. And then we have the Low-Vis Stealth Gray. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Stealth Gray is going to be a great utility braid. It's available from 10 pound all the way up to 65 pound test. Um, it's an eight strand braid. It's woven very tightly. It's very round. It's very thin. And by far, you know, the best casting braid on the market. Um, yeah, I was just about to say, if anybody has not casted the SmackDown braid, that stuff casts phenomenal. It, it mean, is excellent. It, it's, it's great casting stuff. Um, so yeah that's that was real exciting to to introduce that um you know it's like you said it's a great cast and braid um two new colors with it this flash green color as you can see how bright that is um this is going to be ideal uh for spinning reels uh we offer it in 10 pound 15 20 and 30 pound test and the benefit to this is you can watch the line so you can know at all times um what your bait's doing so if you're fishing um you know for 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 bass for example uh and you've got a fluorocarbon leader you cast it out the bait's falling and the bat that your lure gets hit on the fall you can see that clearly when this line jumps and a lot of times fish will hit it on the fall and it's it, you don't notice it unless you can watch your line and clearly see it so using a braided line like this with a fluorocarbon leader um that's one of my favorite ways to fish. It's, it casts so well. It's extremely sensitive. Um, it's strong. And then when you use a fluorocarbon leader on it, the fish can't see it. They can't see the braid. So, um, you know, it's a win-win situation in my opinion. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that's uh, something people don't seem to realize. Sometimes they, they think that you get this bright line uh, and that's going to affect your bites. But the key there is that's for you visually. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fluoro that's disappearing in the water. And if you're, if you're doing a, a nice long leader, uh, you know, particularly for, you know, certain situations and it makes a big difference. And it's funny, you mentioned the spinning reel. Uh, I, I think that's key for that as well, because uh, there is a difference between fishing a spinning and a bait caster, you know, the bait caster, your line's coming off the reel and kind of going over your finger. So you're feeling the bites more where the spinning reel coming down off the bottom of the reel, maybe you don't have that line running through your hand. It's a lot, it's not as sensitive. 
Mm-hmm. So it has to be a little more visual. So I can yeah. see where that, that brighter line would really come into play. Yeah. And, you know, if it's, uh, you know, a rainy day, cold day and you've got gloves on, you can't necessarily feel the line all the time. So it's nice to have a visual on it. Oh, for sure. Uh, now, what about the uh, the gray? What, what pound test will that be available in? So that's available from 10 pound all the way up to 65 pound test. <coughs> oh, perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Um send me some 50. <laughs> oh, you know, and some 30. Um, the great thing about this, uh, we are actually expecting to have inventory of it in about October. So a little bit, a little bit sooner. Oh, fa- fantastic. Um, what size spools is that? Of it? I mean, I know personally, I mean, I, I, I fill my spools, generally speaking, I fill them, you know, other than leader length, um, I fill them with braid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what size spools are these available in? These are currently in 150-yard spools. Okay. So going to be putting some uh, some backing on there, some mono backing or something underneath. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, okay. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, let's see. He has uh, same release date for the braid. No, you just answered that. It's actually going to be out a little bit sooner. Uh, Martin asked, I missed it. Is that eight strand braid in all weights? So the uh, both of the SmackDown products are eight strand braid. The uh, Stealth Gray is going to be available 10 pound, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, and 65. While the, uh, the Flash Green is going to be available from 10 uh, to 30 pound test. What is the difference between... Um, Seagar's braid versus, I mean, I know what it's like feeling it and casting it, but like, I mean, versus a company like say power pro, what, what, what would entice me to buy the SmackDown versus power pro? The thing I can say about the SmackDown is how incredibly smooth and thin and um, how well it cast. Um, the other thing I'd like to highlight is I, I freshwater fish and saltwater fish and I use it on my spinning reels and bait casting reels. And I've never had a wind knot. So, um, you know, those are the, the things that really make that product stand out. Yeah. Well, go fishing with me, fly fishing with me. I'll show you how to do a wind knot. <laughs> Should have been in the Bahamas with you a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting better. I must admit, you know, I, I chucked the fly a lot in um on our trip to sweden and i feel like i'm getting better i'm certainly no expert but i feel like i'm getting better uh scott says i use 25 abrasics as leader on my rod for pitching plastics awesome stuff holds up to the docks and logs really well any plans for ice line for us northerners um not not at this time but uh that abrasics would be a, a good line to use for ice fishing what would make a difference for what you need for ice? I mean, I'm not, I don't fish where it's that cold. Why would yeah. somebody need something different for ice fishing? You know, I, the, the water just makes it colder, so it can make the line stiffer, more, more brittle feeling. Uh, that makes sense. Um, I, I know that fly lines are different based on the, the water and air temperatures where you're going to be. So it certainly makes sense that you, you could have weather different, because I mean, fishing with really stiff line um, sucks. 
Yeah, and then not to mention, um, you know, if you drill a hole in the ice, fishing around the the, the hole when you get bit, and a uh, you know a bigger fish <laughs> takes off running, that ice, that edge of the ice hole, um, you know, it, it it can put a put the test to the line. So something that's really abrasion resistant will help. Yeah, I guess you don't think about that. How abrasive the edge of that ice could be. Yes. Um, Sean Russell says the only thing that has kept me from braid is its nasty bird's nests it produces for bass fishing and heavy timber. Is there any line that is better for getting bird nests for getting bird's nests out, out easier? <laughs> you know what? I would say use a thicker diameter. Um, you know, I've you know we actually make a line uh, for flipping for bass fishing that's braid and it's available in 50 and 65 pound tests, you know, using a heavier uh, braid, like a 40, 50 or 65 pound test, that has got a thicker diameter. If you do backlash or when you do backlash, it's easier to get out. So I would try that. The thinner braids are so thin that if you backlash, it can be, it can be really nasty trying to get out. You know, and I think it's, it's a very good point. I mean, if you're, I mean, like I said, I mean, on most of my bait casters, I put 50. Mm-hmm. And um, at, for at least my low profile for bass type stuff, I don't think you need to fish that really light, light braid. Um, you can always, you know, you put that fluorocarbon leader in the lighter weights because that's what's affecting your your presentation, not not the main line so much. So having that that really good strong line that you're not going to wind knot that's going to cast better, uh, that's not going to backlash as bad. Uh, that's easier to work with when you do backlash, uh, to me, really helps. Um, I don't like fishing. I mean, you get into some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still 20-pound test, but it's the size of hair, and I, I can barely see it. That's true. Um, Raphael is asking, where can I buy this so they can send it to Sweden? Right now, it's it's not available. It's not going to be available until October. But, uh, you know, any of your major retailers online should be able to ship it to you to Sweden. Um, Sean, I think uh, Martin's giving you a hard time here. It says better to get better, <laughs> get better with your thumb. <laughs> the best ways to avoid backlashes. Yeah. Uh, avoid wind knots and backlashes by just getting better. <laughs> um, but we all get them. Uh, you know, yes. who, who doesn't get a backlash? We always, um, you know, as a professional, you know, you have the uh, professional overrun or more likely what I call it is the adrenaline backlash. Yes, that's uh, what I was about uh, to say. You know, I can make a million great casts, but you see that fish over there that you have to cast to and you just push it too hard and boom. <laughs> I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> I love it when you see your lure just flying. It's on that perfect flight, and you know it's going the right direction, and then it just stops and drops. Like, yeah. oh, and you try to get it out, and those fish are boiling, and it's like, no, no. Uh, uh, that can happen a lot out here right now because we've actually got some um, pretty good volume of tuna um, out off San Diego right now and some pretty big bluefin. But bluefin are super line shy, uh, boat shy. You have to make a long cast and you have to um, a lot of times throw something small. These things are feeding right now. At least my buddy who went out, trying to get my hands in front of it. Uh, my buddy who went out the other day, I mean, big tuna are feeding on baits this big. 
So trying to get a, a cast out there with something that small that you can get a good presentation on with a reel that's big enough to handle that fish and line that's heavy enough to handle that fish is tough. But uh, I haven't had a chance to get to it because I was in Sweden and then uh, I cast and now I'm home for two weeks and I go to Panama next week. <clears throat> it's a rough life. I know. Well, it's work. Um, it and it's a lot of work. It is. You were there. You saw us working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Scott is asking what brand crimps do you recommend for musky leaders? A hundred pound is what I use. Um, I, I, I'm usually like doing my stuff on the fly, so I'm not usually doing crimps. I'm tying. Um, you know, I, wish the, I did do crimps. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of quality crimps out there. The biggest thing I would say is instead of going by the pound test, go by the diameter, um, especially with our products, because our products tend to be thinner in diameter than most of our competitors out there. So if you go by the pound test and you go crimp it, then, uh, you know, it may not crimp as well as it should. Um, so that's why it's, it's crucial to go with the diameter size. <clears throat> I know. And I think that's funny. You know, I said just back from Sweden, um, we kept talking about being, you know, an American and we kept talking about what pound test was the line and they they're don't like, do and they don't do that. They strictly talk about diameter. And, and I'm there like, well, it's point that I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. Is it 20 pound test? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, and it's smart th to go by the diameter because you know, the true size of the line while here people have, for example, 20 pound test, you could get five different manufacturers and have five different size diameters. So it's not comparing apples to apples. Um, you know, our 20 pound test, um, uh, and another brand would be their 20 pound test would be more like a 30 pound test. So if you want to know the true size and compare something um, apples to apples, look at the line diameter for certain. Well, and, and you know, that's kind of true because um, there's really no standardization in hooks. You know, a four aught from one company mm -hmm. is a eight aught from another company. You basically just have to look at it. You know, is it appropriate to the bait size? You know, because if, if you just go, oh, you know, get some four-aught hooks and you show up and the four-aughts that guy has is the size of an eight-aught, you know, and it's not working, you know, it, it's, you want to make sure you have the right size for the bait. So I, I think that that comes into play also. So, yeah, I, it, I, I think for us, because we have been trained on your leader or your line being pound test so much, you almost have to just kind of go, okay, it's this size, which is 20 pound test. Mm -hmm. At least to train us silly Americans who only speak one language and don't yeah. metric or any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, you want a wake up call. Uh, like I said, go to Europe and everybody you meet speaks in English plus five other languages. Mm -hmm. And most of us can barely speak one. You're correct. <laughs> I know I can barely speak one. My kids are bilingual, thankfully. They they yeah. they're fluent in Spanish, but uh, that's good. Yeah, I'm 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 an idiot. So I got kicked out of my Spanish class when I was in high school. <laughs> um, 
Martin says, good point. Diameter varies so much between manufacturers. And that, that's that's true. I mean, because we want that we want that pound test. But I mean, yeah, but then again, I mean, if you think about it, you, you kind of do kind of want to have an idea of both because you want the pound test up here, but you want the diameter down here. Mm -hmm. So I guess you kind of need an idea of both, don't you think? Yeah. Which is why that gold labeled leader material is awesome because it's such thin diameter, but yet it still holds up to that that stated pound test. Right, right. I know we're learning. Learning. Um, so, uh, what else about uh, cigar? It. Uh, I know you were changing packaging, um, so people are going to have to get used to seeing different color labels and such on the shelves. That's true. Uh, we went through a whole packaging refresh. Um, so, uh, come January, you'll start noticing, uh, new cigar, um, packaging, uh, colors. They will, they will stay similar to the, the original product, but, um, I'll actually kind of give you a rundown. Um, the package will clearly state cigar on it. It'll have what the product is. It'll have our fish and then the principal benefit statement underneath. I give you the whole screen so people can see that a little bit better. And so uh, purple is for the Smack SmackDown. Down. And uh, I'm guessing blue label will still have a blue label. Yes. <laughs> so this is our new catalog. And that is the blue label. That's what people are most uh, familiar with. And then the premiere is going to be that kind okay. of lime lime green. So that's kind of what the new new layout will be. And then hey, I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not sure who this guy is. But <laughs> we made man, it the catalog. He, he, he's catching great fish out of a kayak. Um, and that is the new thread lock braided line uh, okay. labels. And for those who want to know, that's what I use on all my offshore stuff is Threadlock Holocore Braid. I absolutely love it, uh, making my own wind-on leaders. Is there, and I mean, I've probably asked you this before, is there any thought on uh, CR making wind-on leaders? It's been brought up. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's been some discussion about it. But, yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure that's a pretty labor-intensive thing. It is. It is. I know what it's like for me to have to make them, but uh, even so, I mean, it has to be all cost-effective, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, look at this. We got Jameson Redding on here. Oh, hey, Jameson. How are you, man? Uh, Jameson and Brian and I all fish together in Louisiana with Mexican Gulf Fishing Company. Um. Ran into uh, Beach at uh, at the show, mm -hmm. and he's of course killing it as always. He told me his new boat, the 40, 42? Yes. Is it a, 42? Yes, forty two. Yes, forty He goes, it blows the old boat away, and the old boat was ridiculous. He I don't says, know. How, I don't know how Freeman does it. They keep getting bigger and better in incredible boats. Yeah, he said with the old boat, he had a hard time keeping the bow down and yada, yada, yada. He says, this boat, he can keep the bow down in the roughest seas and still fly. I mean, 
I mean, Jameson uh, and, and I, anybody who's ever been on those Freemans can attest. I mean, I think we were going at one point, like in fairly big seas, going over 50 miles an hour. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And when we came hit any kind of flat water, we were going 75 miles an hour. I mean, just ridiculous. That's what four 350 horsepower engines will do on the back of a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if you ever guys ever get to Louisiana um, and you want to go out on uh, definitely one of the most class operations down there, uh, the Mexican Gulf Fishing Company is uh, they won't be outdone. And, and um, we did our deal and there was literally a boat. I mean, I'm sure you remember this um, and I'm going to take you off solo so you're not on whoops i didn't mean to do that either um when we pulled up outside that rig there was a boat out there that was trolling around and around and around and around and around and catching dick all <laughs> and we pull up and we immediately start catching fish and it was <laughs> and that was fishing from the boat because we had the first day where it was a little too snotty to get the kayaks out there mm -hmm. and i mean he just they're just fishy guys Having nine captains full time fishing day in and day out, they just stay on top of it. And at night, you know, the captains talk to each other. They have an idea of what the fish are doing, where the fish are going, and uh, they're always producing. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, if you if you go, if people you know like say visit uh, or look at the Mexican Gulf Fishing uh, Company page. Uh, Facebook page and I mean day in and day out they're putting in posts and I mean they get the fishery dialed in I mean and all the fisheries I mean uh, I don't know that anybody is whacking swordfish like they have uh, on a really consistent basis I mean I talked to Beach about it he hates doing it uh, <laughs> and I understand why you know you're deep dropping and, and all that but um Still, for people who want to go out and get you a big swordfish, you know, they're going to get you on fish. And see, the thing about Mexican Gulf is, uh, you know, you said Beach, you know, he prefers to go tuna fishing. But there are other captains within Mexican Gulf, uh, Captain Richard Draper, uh, Colin, uh, they all, um, they like to swordfish. So if you want to go tuna fish, you pick, the, you know, Kevin Beach, Billy Wells. But if you want to go catch at swordfish, then, you, you know, you go out with Richard Draper or Colin um, and they'll put you on swords if they're around. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And the different styles. I mean, we were just fishing the rigs. And the first time I went there, we were fishing the, the shrimp boats mm -hmm. and fishing behind those shrimp boats is one of the craziest things I've ever done. One of the sharkiest things I've ever done. It's intense. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, if people haven't seen that, I mean, these guys literally put the nose of their boat on the ass of the shrimp boat. And that water is just getting churned up by, you know, uh, the propellers, um, the pulling of the net, uh, all the fish that are around, you know, feeding on the by bycatch. Um, it's it's intense. It, it's great. It's the full food chain. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's all going on right there. You see the, the bycatch coming up. And then you see the small jacks and then you see the the small blackfin tuna and then you see the yellowfin tuna and then you start seeing the big sharks show up it, it it's it's crazy and the birds 
and the bird, everything. It, yeah. it is absolutely nuts. So let's talk more about line. Somebody has a question here. Uh, Sean Russell. So all fishing line breakdown eventually do braid, fluoro, mono break down equally in the same conditions. I'm assuming the best place to keep line is a cool, dark place. Do you have any tips for extending the life of cigar fishing line after it's on the reel? Good question. So, um, Everybody is fully aware monofilament breaks down by UV light, uh, any type of uh, chemicals, petroleum, sunblock, um, that type of stuff will break down monofilament. Uh, fluorocarbon is impervious to um, UV light and to chemicals. So it is not going to break down the same way uh, that your monofilament will. It will last much longer than your monofilament. Does it... Does it get drier after it's been on the reel for a long time? It's sitting out in the sun, anything like that. Uh, I think for me, I think the biggest issue if it's on the reel too long, it just starts, you start getting coils. You know, you start getting that memory a little bit. I don't leave it on that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, since, since the days uh, now that we have braid and, you know, you're doing these, you know, 14 foot, 20 foot fluorocarbon wind on liters like you said, it's never on there that long because the braid can stay on there that long. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I rarely change out. And the only time I, I end up changing out my braid, you'll start seeing it get where it has gotten abraded a little mm. bit or um, where I've just, you know, had to break off on a big fish. I, I think one thing that people may not understand also, if you do use the hollow core braid, you can actually splice on more lines. So you never really have to totally refill your spool uh, because you can do a knotless connection splice and just add more line back on. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't think uh, many people don't know that, you know, we can whip loops that are knotless and all that, but uh, the ability to splice two lines together too uh, makes a, a really big difference. And, you know, people will look at the fact, well, you know, okay, the holocore braid, yeah, it costs more. But it's it's much to me much more cost effective than filling a line uh, a spool with mono, and then you're you know you're having to re-spool the the reel with mono all the time, and you know then you're putting that out in the garbage, and you know it's just more waste. Yeah, that's my opinion anyway. I agree for what it's worth. <laughs> um, do we have any more questions here? Uh, I think we hit all the questions and this was just a uh, kind of a, a quick deal uh, supposedly to talk about the, uh, the gold label and we got off on other tangents, but uh, Brian, I, I sure appreciate you joining me here today and going over the new product. Um, of course, all this information is up on the Seagar uh, website. Is the new braid and everything or the new gold label and everything, is that, is the website current on all the new product? Absolutely. It's awesome. all updated. So once you go to Seaguar.com, uh, the gold label will be on the landing page, and then it'll rotate through all the new products that were introduced at ICAST. That's awesome. Brian, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me here again today. And, uh, you know, we'll have you back on again because it's always fun and we always have a lot of questions. And, you know, there's a lot to learn about this stuff, and I learn a little bit every time. So thanks again, brother. And yeah, thank we'll, you. All right. Take care. All right. 
So thanks everybody for uh, joining us here today um, and checking out the new uh, the new lines and the new products from Seagar. They've been a great supporter of my show for many years, and uh, you know I love working with the best, and these guys are the best. So again, thanks Brian for joining us. Thank you all for joining us. Also, if you're going out on the water, please always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Take care.